we should be popping up here live in a moment. Says meeting is now streaming live on Facebook. Nice. Hello, hello, world. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. I feel pretty scary. I got three Jonathans in the room with me. Oh, my God. That, that sounds super scary. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm at the rooftop pool in Miami. Uh, looks like we got some rain coming in here at some point. Um, I'm going to shift around here a little bit and give some people their own space. But, uh, yeah, I'm on, a, I'm on a road trip, Jimmy. One of my uh, favorite things in the world. Get out on the road and make shit happen. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's all we can do. Yeah. Look like you're staying at one of my favorite hotels. Oh, my God. We've stayed here so many times. Yeah. It's funny when you when you check in and you know everybody at the hotel. It's <laughs> uh, like, oh, yeah, welcome back. <laughs> It's a great not a, bad, not a bad deal, yeah. I'm uh, where you, I'm at the uh, those of you that don't know, um, Jimmy Hitmai's inside secret. I'm staying at the Mayfair Hotel, which is uh, actually, no. <laughs> there's that wind we were just talking about. Yeah, that's why I moved over, it's like picking up, but uh. So I'm staying at the Mayfair Hotel in Miami, in Coconut Grove. There's only a few hotels here. And Jimmy and I have stayed here a bunch of times. We, uh, we, we get the conference room on occasion. It's centrally located to everything. It's our little hidden gem. Some people uh, dog me uh, for it. My partner on uh, Prana Wash, he, uh, you know, it's not as nice as he would like. I think it's fantastic. I, like, I love you over there. Yeah, open, yeah, open ceiling. You know, if it rains, it's raining in the building, which I think is totally cool. And uh, yeah, it's just I've. It was like the first place I stayed the first time I went to Miami, and it it works. So here I am. And don't so, forget to take the team to that Indian restaurant that I love so much. Um, what is it? Um, I can't remember the name of it. It's just around the corner. New Bar. Um. Yeah. Anyways, great place. Yeah. Love Indian food. Oh. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, there we go. A little bit of sunshine. So, so Jimmy, I, I, um, I wanted to continue. Last week we had a really good conversation about um, hiring, and you know, I think it's probably one of the biggest problems that business owners face today is you know getting good people. And you know, last week we went through all the details about how to get them. Um, this week I wanted to like you know bounce some ideas off you as far as. You know, your thoughts on now it's not just about getting them, but once we got them, how do we keep them? <laughs> yeah, this what is does that, what does that look true. like if you're, if you're building a company and you're you're growing and you're you know you're you're making it happen? How do, how do you do it? How do you keep them? Because that's what the value is at the end of the day is how well we keep our people because over time they get more experience, we invest in them, and we're able to really you know you're able to, to make magic. It's really difficult at some level to, um, to, to keep turning staff. I'm, you know, I'm new into uh, one of my endeavors called Pronto Wash and it's, you know, everybody's new here. You know, thank the Lord. I have some people that have worked with me for years that have experience. So they know like, you know, my systems, my procedures, yeah, that rain is coming in at me, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> it did start to rain. 
it did, and I'm right on the edge, so it's not too bad. But well, um, hey, just so you know, though, you can get into that bar. That door on the back end is open, so you can go oh, underneath nice. it. I can just hop right over the thing. Yeah, you can I'm just. Not, I'm not scared. <laughs> Anyways, absolutely true. Yeah. So the, you know, one of the things, you know, I, I'm a big fan of of taking care of people. Okay, so I think if you take care of people, you you find out what they intrinsically want, okay? So people, a lot of times people throw money at them. Well, like money is extrinsic, right? You have like, you know, it's a physical thing. Intrinsic is is when you can really dial the knobs on, on what makes them tick and what, you know, motivates them, I guess, at the end of the day to, to like want to get up, want to get up and go to work. And, and then what makes them, you know, what makes them stay up late at night? You know, when I always ask people the question, you know, what do you, what keeps you up at night? Because those are the things, you know, and a lot of times people have families and they're like, oh, I have kids and I got to get them through college and, and all these different things. And it's like, well, okay, if you know that, well, you know, that, that's actually a good example. Well, hey, what if we had, you know, for every year that you work, we're able to donate 500 or a thousand bucks to your kid's college fund. Absolutely. Yeah. Having two kids in college, that, that's a good thing. Absolutely. And if their kids are young now, right, and, you know, you start a fund for somebody, they work for you for 20 years, you know, hey, you know, they got some money in the bank that's going to help them and they're not going to go anywhere you know, because at some level they would you know, risk losing that benefit. Yep. So what else, you know, you know, so that's like just literally off the top of my head as we were, as we mentioned it, but I think compensation is important, but I don't think it's the, the be all end all. Um, I think last oh, week you God. said people don't people don't quit companies they like quit the manager or the boss correct yeah the uh, people you just nailed it they don't quit the company or and i use an analogy they don't quit the church they quit the pastor they don't quit the company they quit the boss uh they don't quit the executives they quit the boss that's directly over the top of them and most of the time that's because they're they're not feeling um appreciated they're not feeling loved you know, they might be putting in some time on a big project, but not getting any recognition for it, or somebody else took the recognition and they're, you know, they're, how do you say, butt hurt? <laughs> Sorry, it is live, but hey, what the hell? It is, yeah. uh, they, they get, um, they get hurt, their feelings get hurt, and then they get bitter, and then they start coming in late, and then they start not coming in. But at the end of the day, it's emotional to them, and we got to feed their emotions more than we got to feed their pocketbook. There's this huge exodus happening right now uh, that I'm watching through CNN and Fox and all kinds of outlets about we couldn't find employees for the longest time. COVID is running, uh, how do you say, uh, flat in the United States, a little high in some places, but as a whole, most states are back to work. And people found jobs during COVID just to get through. And now there's this mass exodus of them looking for another job. And what they're looking for, Jonathan, they're not really looking for the dollars. They're, they're telling us that they're looking for quality of life. They got used to being home with their family and working from the couch. They got, they got used to not having long, boring meetings and Zoom meetings. And these companies are making them come back to the offices. They're, they're not finding that efficient or useful or flexible to get their kids from college, uh, soccer or back to dance lessons or get that dinner date with their kids anymore. So there's so much more that we can offer people in an office environment. Now that doesn't count for a restaurant. You still got to wait on the freaking tables, but 
Well, it's funny that you mentioned it because today I was reading in the Wall Street Journal about, um, you know, so many people making, you know, career changes in the past year out of restaurant business. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, I, I had a couple of folks that work for, for us that, that, you know, it's, it was life-changing for them. You know, they, they thought that they were going to be in the restaurant business forever. It's all they knew. It's all they felt comfortable with, you know, and now they, you know, they know digital marketing, they know video production, they, they understand a whole different skill set. And, you know, I've always said it for a long time. There's, there's something about the restaurant business that it, it has this ability to like, keep like suppress its people. Um, you know, when, when I had transitioned, you know, out of management into ownership, and then I went and built, you know, Spiffy, this great big company that's really an IT company at the end of the day. Um, you know, night and day, what people make out there in the real world compared to uh, what, what I was used to in the restaurant business. Right? Amen, brother. Right. Yep. Um, so that's one of those, you know, and, and it's just the trend. People are, people are leaving it. And I'm, I'm with you. It's about the quality of life. You know, people got used to being home for dinner. I think that was one of the things you said. It was they, they want that flexibility. So I, I think being able to give people that is absolutely a way to keep. You know, the other one I think is that they want to be heard. Like, like it's monstrous. Yep. You know, like, and it's so, so I always ask people, what, what mechanisms do you have in place for people to be heard? And you, you know, gone are the days, you know, like um, performance, you know, evaluations, I think are, are good. Um, I, I recommend that you at least, you know, sit down and evaluate your people, you know, a couple times a year, the, but that tends to not be as two way as we would want it to be. <laughs> right. People, right. People, employees tend to be a little guarded during those, you know, <laughs> it's like they got to show up and, you know, they got a report card, you know, so what other mechanisms can you put in place? You know, I always ask people, um, you know, what their barriers are. That's like the one thing if, if you know, is, is there anything that, that we could do as a company for you or we should be doing as a company um, you know, that's holding you back in any way. And then if they don't have barriers, then they should be pretty clear to fly. Um, yep. But that doesn't answer that, that question. And, and, you know, big companies are a little bit different. They'll have, you know, round tables, you know, the CEO will have a round table or, you know, a campfire discussion type thing in the cafeteria. You know, I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of going out and getting a couple cocktails and letting people kind of, you know, have at it. Tell me anything you want. Right? It's yeah. funny that you mentioned that. We, the executives, we learned something um, in Prana Wash where you could put um, the four of us together on a, on a Zoom call, not even on a meeting. And we have a rule that we're able to speak what we want to say. And it's not offensive. We're not coming after anybody, but we just want to be able to not feel like we have to be hindered. So whatever gets said there, says there, and we work through it, whatever problems it is. And it helps us really cut through it so not only are we being heard but they're listening to by your by your your fellow executives or uh, managers if you will or whatever term you want to use but because there's this safe environment for us to talk amongst ourselves and problem solve that allows us to become three strands instead of one singular so we're stronger as a unit to be able to help weather any of the storms so i think anytime you can have a safe place where you could be heard but you're also being listened to it's uh, it's a big deal yeah, and I, th I think another big one is um, it's not even just the listening. It's and the, the being heard. It's taking action. 
you know, showing them that you actually like are actively listening and then go make a difference, you know, and, but, you know, I, I always follow in coaching, you know, and even when we run all of our businesses, we follow a model called grow goals, reality, opportunity, way forward. Well, you know, in that model, it's people, you know, you just talk and get things out. And then by the end of it, we pick how we're going to go forward. So I think if you had a sit down or a group meeting with your team and, you know, they throw out, you know, 900 things, you can't do 900 things. So then dial into like, okay, like, you know, what of these things that we talked about? You you mentioned this, you mentioned this, you mentioned this. Um, What of these things, you know, would be more important to you guys than another? And let them pick what, you know, you you I think a lot of times an executive will have a meeting, they'll hear some of the things from the staff and then they'll go do something. Um, Not necessarily what they said or what they talked about, but they'll do something themselves feel answers or solves that problem um you know when it's like why don't you just ask them directly you know and you'd be surprised there's really little things like you know hey can we keep you know gatorades in the fridge stocked like okay (laughs) right i i was ready to like you know add an addition onto the building you know but you know you just want some gatorades in the fridge (laughs) we got you (laughs) very easy and it's funny you brought that up because in some of our uh, southern uh, detailing offices, it gets hot and humid, and we got to keep um, uh, what do you call it, hydrated. So that is a, a legitimate thing out there in the field to us. What's a case of water? I don't think about having water readily available, but to them at some of the locations, that was a big, you know, for two dollars and fifty cents, that's a big deal. To us, it was like water. Okay. Yeah, like okay, yeah. You know, I had a group. Uh, I went. I was on site, and I do a lot of uh, you know field tours and visit locations. You know, we have thirty-four locations across the country just for prana wash these days. So, um, and I was out, and like there are these guys that were working outside. They they didn't have a canopy. Um, it's hot as heck in the summer, um, and they didn't have any fans. So in, instead of just being like you know put it on the list type of thing, I literally drove to the store. I, I got them a fan, you know, I got them extra, you know, tools to make their lives easier. And I ordered a mechanopy, which was there in two days and changed the entirety, you know, of their existence, um, with a couple of very little, you know, minor investments as far as, you know, I can see. Yep. So I, I, you know, I'm telling you that it's the, it's the getting to know your people at a, at a more personal level, finding out what makes them tick. Um, and what they really want and then provide it. I think it was, that's one of the keys. I think having regular, you know, I think you should have at least twice a year you sit down and, and you, you do an evaluation with them. But I also think you need to two times a year do something way more informal. Um, yeah, this, this, is, this is true. The informality is really cool. Staying after a shift with somebody, like you said, and just talking to them. Yeah. That's a big deal. I mean, it's, just making them feel that you're you're accessible is amazing sometimes, and sometimes that goes a long way. For the day, walking in their shoes, right? Know? Right. And all you're doing that day is making their life easier. Now they got you know four hands instead of two, and you just help them. Do you remember know, back? Do remember them. back in the day when you're in the restaurants and it's Saturday night at seven o'clock, and the the line is just got slammed with a monster group of tables. And the easiest thing you could do to solve it is to go back on the line for 20 minutes and just laugh and cook and take the pressure off of them and just 
bullshit with them and then make it fun. And then that, that rush is over and they're like high five and drinking beer. Well, at the end of the shift, they're drinking beer, wink, wink. but nonetheless, the, uh, just that one little thing that you did just showed them that you cared. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, we went back on the hot days here in Michigan and one day it was one week. It was terrible, really humid. I mean, we don't get a lot of heat up here, but we went and bought those neck things that you put in water and they're chilled, gave them out to everybody in the kitchen and, um, and the, and the bus boys. And they were just thrilled. It cost me 30 bucks, but they were all with pride wearing these cool down things. And it, they were hot, but in their head, they were cool. You know, they were, there's just so many tricks that you can. Showing up on a site, you know, with a cooler full of ice cold waters and Gatorades when guys are out on a site, like, you know, that's like one of my favorites. Um, you know, another one, Jimmy, and, and we're working diligently on this in, in, in different uh, companies that I own, but the, uh, the whole organized written training and then we're taking it a step further and we showed some of that last week with the uh the portals and stuff that we have the ability you know in our software to to utilize i think i think it's really 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 important if, if you're gonna if you're gonna pass on the company culture and you're gonna get a deeper um connection and commitment from the very top all the way to the bottom i think you have to be using video digital messaging you know, even emailing them and, you know, like I said, we, everybody's moving really quick and we're in a digital world, but even if you can't do that, sit down, get everybody together. Like you said, a zoom meeting where, you know, invite everybody, like everybody can come or just send them an email. Hey, I was thinking about you, you know, is there any, anything that you, you know, you need anything we can do to help you, you know, in your job, in your life, just let me know. And then use that, you know, and then respond, like, you know, treat it, really, really seriously. But I think the training and I think the structure, a lot of times, I think people leave if they don't feel like the company is organized or is going to be as successful as they want to be. Right. Very, you know, very true. Very true. Start working somewhere and, you know, you've got no procedures and, you know, they hand you, you know, a t-shirt it might even be an old t-shirt from the guy before you, <laughs> um, you know, and they throw you out there with no training and, you know, day one, you're out there working, no matter what it is, um, you know, you don't feel like, like, that's like, the right place to be. And so then guess what, they're not there for very long. Nope. If the culture's wrong in the beginning, it'll be wrong the entire time. Yep. It's just the way it is. And it, it, it's from a shift manager down to the store manager to a facilities manager to a unit manager. If they're not right, then the people that are bringing in aren't right. And you got to get the training at the top all the way down to the training at the bottom. Just spending a lot of time in management training. We trained them three years ago, but have we trained them recently? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my God. How about, yeah. How about a revisit, a recertification, right? right. Like absolutely, yep. Jimmy. Yep. I think that's, yep. you know, why yep. not? Right. Like, and if, because if they know it all, they're going to blow right through it. And they're going to show you that. <laughs> right and if they don't they'll go oh you show you didn't i didn't know that i didn't realize we were still doing that kind of a thing my son yeah. brought that up yesterday he works at a um, um a budweiser distribute distribution company and he's in uh, management at third third shift and there was an opportunity to take first shift and he went to the the big dogs and said um what, what's got to go on and they go well you need to do teach us how to do this and he goes I was never even trained how to do this. 
this next piece of, to get into first from, he goes, I'm just going to stay on third and you guys can continue to train me so that when we're ready, I don't come to first shift and fail because they, they, the guy that was training him before didn't train him on four things, Jonathan. They just, here's what you do to get through today, but never enough. And the bosses all thought he had been trained on all four of those things. And it came out one day that he had never been trained and he didn't want to take a promotion because he felt he couldn't because he wasn't trained. I mean, it just, it stopped. I think you have to have a training checklist. Like the, it's so funny because I see people, some of the biggest mistakes I see, I see people do verbal training and everything's verbal. Well, if you're having a bad day, Jimmy, like, you're going to not tell them everything and you're not going to have the excitement and you're going to skip something and you're going to miss something. And, well, and it's different for everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. You get distracted. The phone, you get a phone call. Next thing you know, the guy's sitting there and you think because, you know, you're at this point in, in the training that you've said everything, but you didn't. So I'm, I'm a real big believer in, in having a checklist that runs through all of that stuff. And if you guys are, are are in a need or you're looking for a checklist, the, uh, we we give away the business assessment. And I'm telling you, the business assessment is probably one of the best audits you can do um, on your company. And when you go through the business assessment, it's like everything you need to be successful in business. And it's you know people and operations and marketing. And it, if you go through that yourself, you'll see that there's things that you could every employee knew more about those items, your business would be so much more successful. You, we should probably even run the management through that assessment, making it think that they, it was their own and get feedback and see what they think is, is wrong. It's, so. the baseline. it's the baseline of our manager training. Um, it's a check, but it, it, we constantly add to it. Like to your point about, you know, somebody got trained three years ago. Well, Jimmy, in a year, we've completely reinvented a company. Right. So completely <laughs> different. Like, you know, somebody that worked here a year ago came in today, it would be very, very different for them. Yeah, the amount of time that we spend in tech to make our customer care system, I mean, what was three months ago, Jonathan, isn't the same as it is today. Yeah. So you, you got to update, you got to keep your, you know, it, it stings the stuff that people are really bad at, but you yeah. got to keep your manuals updated. You got to change your training documents. I'm very you bad know, at it. Yeah. Oh my God. I, mean, I remember like, you know, you know, I wrote my first business plan and, and, and it's, you know, I, I, I got the money, I built the restaurant, and that thing just sat there, like, you know. And now I use, you know, we use, like, strategic plans and things like that, so they're constantly updating. But I think that people, that they, they do it one time, and they, they call it done. And I think all of this stuff, if you want to have a great company, retain great people, um, you got to constantly keep up with that. And that's the level, Jimmy, that I think why so many people can't get to the success level that they want. It's because they, they don't have the discipline around those fine details. Correct. Um, and, Correct. What like, am I? You know, daily, weekly, monthly. I talk about it all the time. Well, quarterly, annually, like somewhere should be go and review your stuff. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. We just did uh, our quarterly meeting uh, and it brought up all kinds of little stuff that, you know, we just we didn't think about, but our team did. So it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. That would be good. Uh, one of the things, though, Jonathan, I wanted to point out that I thought was amazing was something you just did this week, and it has to do with the, the training. You took the West Coast of a company and the East Coast of the company, put everybody together, and or the top tier together, and said, all right, let's talk about training. And once we all agree that this is what we're going to do and should do, that's what we're going to do. And we'll go build the videos and the training from there. 
but the East Coast was doing it a little bit different than the West Coast was doing it. And when you brought them together and said, this is really how we're going to shine the front of a car. You start here, you don't start at the bottom, you start at the top. Once you got that together, it was easy to train the rest of the world. And I thought that was one of the coolest techniques I've learned in a long time about making a big company small and getting something done. You know, here's a great, you know, one of the reasons I'm in Miami right now is I'm, I'm meeting with Scott, who's, you know, one of the owners on the Pronto Wash side, and he's probably the best at what we call GIDI. So it's Breeding Inspection Delivery Inspection. Pretty simple acronym. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, the greeting, how do you greet your customers? You know, then, you know, in, in that particular case, they're, they're dealing with, you know, automobiles. So there's like an inspection process. And, and if you do that right, I mean, you can increase your check average. You, you know, it's the same thing with having steps of service in a restaurant, Jimmy. You know, if you follow the steps of service and you, you, you really master those things, then you, you can increase your check average unlimited. So I, the thing I did, like, I, I know it, I can teach it, I can do it, but he's the best at it. So what did I do? I said, Scott, meet me in Miami. We'll shoot some videos, you know, teach me like you would teach anybody else in the whole world. And, you know, I brought down, you know, we have camera people and we have you know, lighting and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, I just needed them for one day to do what he does really, really, really well. And in your company, you don't think that you have to do it all yourself. What a great way to honor somebody is by asking them to take some of their knowledge and, you know, craft it and get it out, whether it's in video, whether it's in writing and give them the credit for it. Like, you know. Um, that's, you know, and think about if you, if you didn't have to do everything yourself, I mean, a lot of times small businesses, they, you know, they gotta do everything themselves. Um, and sometimes you do, <laughs> there's no doubt, but, sure. the, but I think, you know, just look around you at like, you know, if somebody's really great with, you know, finances and, and the P and L, well, that's the person that should be training people on finances and the P and L. You know, yep. just a training department doesn't mean that they're experts in those things and, and they, 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 they can do it as well as somebody that does it every day for a living or somebody that just has been doing it for a long time. When I work for Restaurant Associates in Manhattan, the, they, they have the craziest training. Um, I will say they're one of the best restaurant companies in the world. Um, but their training, Jimmy, it's like so opposite of what I do today. Their training is literally a book of about a hundred questions. You got a three ring binder. It's like this thick. And all it is, Jimmy, is a list of like questions with white space. Question, white space. Your job as the trainee is to go find the answers. Really? Never That's heard of anything like that before. Really wild. I'll share it off with, uh, with folks. It's obviously it's based on restaurant stuff. But even like, but the thing that they did was, um, so I was in Manhattan at the time. So they wanted to teach me more about high volume. So they sent me to Rockefeller Center, where they have all the restaurants that, you know, around the ice rink and everything. You know, they have 30 Rock right above it with thousands of people. And every day those people come down and they, they maul this restaurant food court type area. You know, it's kind of a high end food court, but it's a food court. And I've never seen the volume of food that goes through a place. And it taught me that. And then when, you know, they have somebody train you, they have somebody work with you. And then when you're done, you go through and you got to be able to answer every question. So then the next, the next day, um, they wanted to teach me about pre-shift and like pre-meal. Um, 
and that meeting that I think is so critical in every business. So they sent me over to um, Grand Central Station. They have all the restaurants there too. And the best person in the company at pre-shift, you know, I was sent there to meet with her in advance of her, her shift. I sat through it with her staff. And then afterwards we went and we answered all these questions. You know, the next day it was, oh, you need to learn about unions. Well, go to the UN. <laughs> literally, that's how they trained me, Jimmy. It was like, I, I literally, every day I went to a different place in the city to meet the best of the best. And everybody in their company that's a manager goes through that same drill. So they all like, they all learn pre-shift the same way from the same person. It's supposed to be. I think I just lost you. Yeah, we, we lost your camera, but got your voice. Yeah, we can fix it all. It's only technology. It's all good. Only technology. The uh, this is what happens when you're like running and gunning on the road, working on the uh, yeah, all those things. Yeah. Hey, there we go. Hey, there you go. Yeah, we can give people more of a tour now and stop raining on me. Yeah. You know, as I'm out here looking at looking out at the water. Nice. Yeah. So as we start to wrap it up here, and you can see what, you know, I'm going to go check out the town. I, I have an entourage with me. Um, you know, I, I got to go check in like five hotel rooms downstairs. Uh, so the, uh, but, you know, I, I'm telling you, Jimmy, there's something we talked about last week and this week is, is some of the most important um, things that we've ever discussed. I would agree. And the takeaway for me is if you uh, love on your people and you listen to them, you'll have lifelong friends and employees. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, if I had to sum it up, I'd say it's, it's, it's get to know your people, communicate and ask them questions about what they really want and get to know them and deliver as much as you can to, to make their lives better, their work environments better. If you can do those things, um, I'm telling you, it'll change, change your whole existence in your company and the culture that you have. And it doesn't matter if you're a dry cleaner or if you're a restaurant or if you're a butcher, it's the same. It's the same. A business is a business. People are the people. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't change. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to uh, bust off here. I hope uh, everybody got something out of that. We'll, uh, we'll send it out to everybody and I'll, I'll go dig up that training thing just to show you guys. It's nuts, Jimmy. When you say you're going to be like, wow, that's actually pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Yeah. So I will, uh, I will catch you all later. As always, I appreciate you, Jimmy. And I appreciate oh. everybody. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace out of here. <laughs>